Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall. Finn McHale here and today we're gonna have another episode of Trope Tactics. And today, not necessarily maybe a trope, but maybe more of a trend in narratives, and that's the lore versus the plot. Now to get started, let's get some quick background information. So, the lore when it comes to a story is usually a lot of background information to help explore the world and for building up characters that may or may not, you know, show up later in the story. And it's a really great tool to not just world build, but build up, you know, the situation, the system, the society of the world that you're creating. However, when you build up certain things, it's also contingent on the plot to deliver said item, such as this is how society's laws work, so the story needs to showcase if that's a major part of the story, you know, the law being executed. And the plot, that's the main story in itself, you know, you know, the plot is what is the character facing or the issue that they're trying to resolve a lot of times. It's necessary for the story and its identity. It also needs to deliver on certain goals, because if the goal of a plot is to, you know, stop a bad guy or resolve an injustice, the plot needs to be geared towards that. It can also clash with the lore, though. Now, that clash isn't always necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it can be played up comedically, you know, a character or something is built up as really, really impressive. And then you get to them, they don't really look at or they kind of act totally opposite of that. But they'll showcase that genius later. Another way is you can invert it, you know. You build up something and it's actually not as impressive as you thought. And that can lead into another clash, which is the exploration of the media or propaganda within the story. You know, someone could be built up as really, really, really impressive. You get to them they're not all that impressive and they're actually kind of the total opposite and really they only contributed maybe one or two things one there is a major negative clash though and i want to go over an example of that today and that's major confliction in this scenario what happens is you know let's take characters for example you build up a character as super impressive or having impressive feats you know and in a lot of cases, it's, you know, the past characters on average were much stronger than the present. And there's a character who's really old, but apparently immortal in some way. And they're brought back, you know, and they go into some background with that character saying, oh, they, you know, survived or, you know, engaged in an encounter with an extremely important person in the world in that story. And... Then they show up, and unfortunately at the time they show up in the plot, they're at a point that's actually an introductory point for something of the main character to fulfill. Or to showcase some more exploration and understanding and explanation on aspects of that world. Kakuzu from Naruto fits this perfectly. And here's how. So... Kakuzu lore-wise is more or less built up to actually be really, really impressive. He actually hails from the time of Hashirama. 
and that who was the first Hokage Hashirama Senju. And that's important because he was actually sent to assassinate him. And he failed. Now, the specific language I believe that is used is that Kakuzu survived a failed assassination attempt on the first Hokage. And to me, that leads into one of two explanations. Either A, he did successfully get a hit off on him, but then Hashirama turned around and thusly whooped his ass. Or two, they did engage in a fight, and after a little while, maybe a short while, which is probably more likely, Kagazu had to retreat. And when he does, you know, he's imprisoned by the village elders for failing. And then he breaks out of jail and steals their forbidden jutsu and steals their hearts. This is how he becomes immortal, because he gains four more hearts. However, at the time when he's introduced in the story, he gets blindsided by Kakashi in their second encounter with the Leaf Ninja. And that really doesn't help anything because Kakashi is nowhere near as powerful as Hashirama. You know, now he does put the rest of the Team 10 ninjas, Ino, Shikamaru, and Choji, at bay. However, that again leads to <laughs> some issues. Because once Naruto shows up, you know, because this is the arc where Naruto learns about chakra natures. And so he develops the jutsu, the Rasen Shuriken. Well, he misses the first time, and I think the second time he doesn't connect, but the third time he does. Now, Kakuzu does live for a little of, like, a few minutes after getting hit, but he ultimately succumbs to the Rasen Shuriken. At this point in the story, Naruto's nowhere near Hashirama's strength. It's actually implied that he's supposed to surpass the fourth Hokage's potential at this point. And that's a major problem. Because in the war arc, when Hashirama gets revived, he's essentially, like, battling at an almost kaiju-like level. You know, and also, he gets sage mode, which is a major boost. And this presents a major contradiction and confliction within the story, because lore-wise, Kagazu has built him as someone who could encounter the first Hokage and, you know, survive for a little bit, but ultimately has to escape. But he's shown being lose to, losing to, you know, essentially a fourth Hokage level Naruto. And I think this is a really good example of, you know, especially in the community and fandom of Naruto, there's a huge divide on Kakuzu because... You have people in, you know, fighting debates and power scaling who, you know, based on the feats that we see in the story, you know, I think appropriately put him where he should be. But some of them also recognize lore-wise he's should be more powerful than he actually is. And, you know, because Kagazu is one of my favorite characters, but objectively I can say from what we see in the actual story, he's not that impressive. To what he's supposed to be built up to and so i feel like that that's a major misstep and i think it was just a timing thing you know when when kishimoto introduced kakuzu into the story and then later actually showcased what hashirama can do it really presents this 
huge dissonance between the two characters from what is supposed to be known versus what is actually shown. But that's all I've got to say. Finn McHale, signing out.